0: We have Pastor Jeff visiting us from Calvary, Monterey. I know Pastor Jeff has been here um, quite a few times to share God's Word with us, but would we give him just a warm welcome as he shares the Word today. Thank you so much. My wife, Denise, sitting over here, we love to come here. We are uh, friends of Jared and Angela and have a lot of respect for them. Great people. And so, I love him and the wife, and I really like coming here. This is my fifth or sixth time, I'm not really sure. And so, I want to do something special with you and for you today. If you'll go to Matthew chapter 6, I am going to, though you may already know how to do it up, down, and sideways, I want to teach you to pray. So many of us want to pray more than we do. But our schedules, children, second jobs, distractions, whatever it might be, we're just not where we'd like to be. But prayer is the key to intimacy with God. It's like when you read Proverbs there's the strength that's imparted but when you read psalms there's the intimacy with god and the walk with god is not a system it's a relationship and so about 35 40 years ago i heard a a pastor dr larry lee talk about praying the lord's prayer now to me when i got saved in 1971 Reading the Bible was easy for me. Somehow I just had a, a hunger and a thirst for the Bible. Prayer was more difficult because uh, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, very scripted, and all I knew were the, the prayers by rote from the book. But then stick me before God, I don't know what to say, I, I don't know what to do. But I want to teach you a way to pray it's not the only way to pray doesn't mean that you have to do it this way but if you don't have a way that you're comfortable in doing something consistently with god this will work for you why because these use the words of jesus and so i was in this five o'clock this morning i think i got through the fourth stage and it works i'm not interested in theories. I only like to teach things I already do, and I know that work. And so, if you'll go with me, I think we've prayed in the Lord's presence already. I just want to run through Matthew chapter 6, 5 through 15. And he says these words, Jesus speaking, "...and when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites." For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners in order to be seen by men. If you can get that out of your life, this thing of people-pleasing and wanting to be seen by men, you can really get somewhere. And he says, don't do that. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. So if you get attention through your, your ornate prayers, that's your reward but you want the reward that comes from God. He says in verse 6, but you, when you pray, this is talking about now your personal, intimate time with God. Which again, you know, you've got three kids around the age of five, you've got two jobs, it can be so hard to get that quiet time. And yet, that's the key to intimacy and strength. When you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray, Go into your inner room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father. And I'm so glad that when you pray, you're speaking to a father. You're not speaking to a corporation, not to a system. You're speaking to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward or repay you. When you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do for they suppose they will be heard By their many words. But do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Then why do we have to ask Him? It's the relationship. It's the intimacy. It's the time with Him. And so this is what is usually called the model prayer or the Lord's Prayer. And most of you have this memorized. Most of you have the six phrases in the Lord's Prayer memorized. Therefore, it's easy To construct a form of prayer, you can improvise on it all you want, but will take you a long way with God. Pray then in this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, not my kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? The most exciting place, on earth as it is in heaven. That's where I want to see the kingdom of God and the will of God being done. Where? In my neighborhood, in my family, in my kids. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is such a prayer. I wouldn't even think it was legal to do. To pray that what's happening in in the kingdom of God and that what God wants to have happen on the earth comes to the earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And notice the postscript in 14 and 15. For if you forgive men, now he's going back on the the part where it says, forgive men their debts or their trespasses. And he goes back and he repeats, for if you forgive men for their transgressions, that word transgress means to step over a line. You ever had people step over a line into your life, do inappropriate things, get way too personal with you, betray you? He says, if you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you don't forgive them, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. Ouch! And so what the Lord's Prayer does, among many other wonderful things, every single time you pray it, it leads you to complete forgiveness of every other person. You want to be, believe me, free of bitterness. It's the most expensive sin probably other than sexual immorality. Bitterness actually ties you to the people that you dislike. But forgiveness releases you from them so that you can go on and walk with God. And man, if you've got an ex or you've got a bad banker or you've got weird neighbors, you may have to do a lot of forgiving. Now, there's six stages in this prayer. It's very simple. And I've given you a sheet that goes down the whole thing. I'm not going to cover every part of it. But you'll have all the information to take this as deep and as far as you want to go. What I like about the model prayer is it starts and ends the same way. Anything that you attempt in life, the hardest things are to start it and then to stop it. And you do it the same way in prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's praise. That's where you start in prayer. You don't start with your shopping list. You don't start with your uh, opinions about the government. You start with praise. And you end the same way. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. So, pardon this illustration, but prayer is like a sandwich. And the bread, which modifies a sandwich, I like sourdough bread, there's rye bread, there's wheat bread, there's horrible white bread, and <laughs> things like that. But, you know, what's important is in, inside, of course, and you, you got whatever kind of meat or whatever, but the, the bread modifies that sandwich depending on what, could you, what you get. And what modifies prayer is praise. And most people would say, well, I, how do I just praise the Lord without a worship leader? You know, how do I get started, whatever, and I'll show you how to do that. But you start with praise. Another way of describing praise is it's going vertical with God. And when you're vertical with God, you use the pronouns you and your. When you say, he is exalted, that's wonderful praise. But when you say, you are exalted, that's a form of worship and you're getting vertical with God, to be swept up into the presence of God. You know, I love Sundays. There's only one problem. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday lie between me and my next being led in worship. But man, the challenges that can occur, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, prayer, there's three things I think that help a Christian life the most. There's being strong in the Word, strong in prayer, and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. W-S-P. And any one of you, as you walk with God, you can experience the intimacy of a relationship with the Holy Spirit and Him guiding you and leading you. You can find stuff in the Word in a passage you've read a thousand times and then something leaps out at you. Yesterday morning, I was reading this verse Psalm 96 or so, where it says God holds the bottoms and the tops or the oceans and the peaks. He has everything. Whatever is low, He's lower than that. Whatever is high, He's higher than that. That's the kind of God we need to see. And so we always begin with praise. Then there's four pieces of meat there in the middle. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What a prayer. You can pray that for your worst enemy. You can pray that for your spouse who's irritating you, for the teenager that's breaking your heart. You can always pray, let your kingdom come, Lord, and your will be done in this matter as it is in heaven. It's the perfect prayer. I can be totally disappointed with you But pray intelligently, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done in this matter as it's done in heaven. First step is submission. Once we praise, we come into the place where we can submit. Lord, truly, I've been stubborn, I've been rebellious, I'm opinionated, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then after submission, give us this day our daily bread. That's provision. How important it is that we learn to pray and ask God's help for our provision. How many of you know it's expensive in California? (laughs) (laughs) And there is a way to pray. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate in a moment. But there's submission, provision, And then there's confession. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So every day you are getting your sins before God and you're forgiving every single person who's hurt you. That will do marvelous things for low-grade depression, for self-centeredness, is this thing of confession and forgiveness and repentance. I was I was reading it this morning and I was thinking about this forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And the phrase dropped into my mind I'd never thought about it before in this relationship in this passage put yesterday behind you. How important it is to put yesterday in the rearview mirror. Whatever it was good or bad or indifferent. Because you want to look into the windshield. You want to look into what's happening ahead for you and the people around you. Submission, provision, confession, and then this wonderful prayer. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. What is that? Protection. So if you've got submission, provision, confession, and protection, you've got something going in your life. And you enter it through praise. You have those four stages, and you exit the same way you came in. Praise is always appropriate. Worship is always in style in season. It'll help you every day. So I'm here to lead you through this, and then I'm going to myself show you exactly how I do it. And I'm going to have my own little prayer meeting, and you can look in on it. And if we have time, I'm going to give you five minutes to you do this yourself in your seat silently and see if you can make this work for you. All I want to do is see every single one of us with a prayer life that is satisfying, sustaining, and through the complexities of life, we can always go back to God. So praise I gave you some of these names of God here. It says, hallowed be your name. There's some of these names of God that I love. Jehovah, Sidkenu, Makedesh, Shalom, Shama." And so in my realm of praise, I simply say, Lord, you are my righteousness today. I have none. Thank you for the gift of righteousness, Lord. And thank you for the sanctification without which no one will see God. Bring that sanctification, Lord, into my life. Lord, you are my peace. You're my peace. Sometimes my head is so unpeaceful, I want to unscrew it and put it over there, because I'm one of those people that can think a lot. I don't know if I'm Taipei or not, but sometimes that, that anxiety or whatever gets to me, "But Lord, you are my peace. And Shema, you're my present one. Rofe, you're my healer and you're my provider and you're my banner. And as it says in Genesis 48, 15, you are my shepherd all the days of my life. Notice I'm saying you, you, you. I'm talking to somebody. And I'm talking to God about how I feel about him. And I'm hallowing his name. And then thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You get excited when you're there because there's things to pray for. Pray for yourself. Lord, let your kingdom come in me today. Let your will be done in me today. I shut the door on yesterday. Today. Fill me with your spirit. Lead me today. And then your family. And I'll do it later on. I'm glad my wife Denise is here with me today because she had a near-death experience. I might have told this to you last time I was here. I don't know. About a year ago, last week, near-death experience, here she is today in great health, and I'm so glad I knew how to pray. I'm so glad I wasn't intimidated by the fact that she, she didn't have a heartbeat for six minutes. She was on the edge of eternity. But I could pray. Let your kingdom come in my wife. Let your will be done in my wife, in my kids. And I can pray for my church. The key thing to pray for every church is volunteers. The key thing... Is it the, wor- the finances as well, but to pray for volunteers, but pray for workers into the harvest. And then to pray for the nation. My mentor used to say, you have no right to complain about your nation until you've prayed for it. And I've been doing this 40 years, and it gets harder and harder to pray for the nation. <laughs> Seriously, it, it, it grieves me and embarrasses me when I start to pray for the nation. I am, I'm not joking. But we are called to pray. Then give us this day our daily bread. And be specific. Lord, I need four new tires. I haven't started my 403B or my 401K plan yet. I need to know how to do that. Lord, I need to... And one of the things I also learned from the crazy man Dave Ramsey is how to manage money. And I got a hold of a book called total money makeover, and just being in God's will on your finances, how many of you have ever heard of the, I'm trying to be practical today, how many of you have ever heard of the website Abe Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, used books, postage paid, you can get Dave's book for $4.06 today, if you, if you go on that website, And study about money, not just pray about it, but the baby steps that he he talks about to financial provision. I don't know how Denise and I raised four kids, sent them to college, other than tithing and prayer. Prayer for provision. And how God has blessed us. I teach a class at our church called Financial Peace University. I really recommend it. With Dave Ramsey. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I have been hurt in church more than anywhere else. And I've been a pastor 50 years. So, I mean, I've had a lot of opportunity around a lot of people. And it's so important to forgive. It's so important to say, Lord, today, please forgive my sins. Please wash me clean. Lord, let me start over today. And yesterday I was this and that and the other. A lot, of, a lot of Christians, maybe like me, have moments of real frustration. Anger and frustration. And that's the time to come before God and say, yesterday, Lord, I blew it. I did this, I did that. Wash me clean. And then every person that you can think of That you owe forgiveness—that they have, like a debt—you tear up the IOU, and you let them go. We'll say you can't do that. I mean, if I don't judge them, who's going to judge them? Uh, You know, who's going to punish them? Who's going to take care of them? Well, what's going to happen is you're the one that's going to be punished by your unforgiveness. But if you dare to let people go, now I've had people hurt me enough so I've had to do this maybe 200 days in a row. But that's okay. Imagine having no one you're bitter with. Not one. No one that you're not mad at. No one. You don't have to agree with what they've done. You don't have to, you know, submit to the awful things they'd say. But set yourself free by forgiving. Well, I could never do that. I could never forgive this person. But see, you're in prayer. That's where miracles happen. There was a particular guy that really kind of bothered me in this one church, and I realized I really needed to forgive this man, and he really hadn't sinned against me, he was just kind of a, an, an analytical, sometimes critical kind of guy, and I prayed and prayed and forgave and forgave and forgave, and then later on, as I left pastoral ministry, he gave me a job. Well, I wonder if I would have been bitter with him if I'd have had that wonderful four-year experience that I had traveling the country and so on. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, show me the way around temptation. Lord, I'm tempted by pornography. I'm tempted by too many video games. I'm, I'm tempted to this or that. Lord, lead me around that temptation. Show me the way through it. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen should be in every Christian's memory. No temptation has overtaken you. But such as is common to man, and God is faithful, and with the temptation will provide a way of... Do you remember what it says? A way of escape. The, the Greek word ekbosis means an open door. In every temptation, someplace, God will give you an open door so that you can get through that temptation. Oh, yes, there is a way. The last day of college... The last class of the last day of college, this girl in my communication class tried to put the the vamp on me, and she was flirting with me and pulling her skirt up. I've never had that happen before or since, thankfully. And I wasn't really tempted by it. It was just kind of strange. And I was thinking, what has happened to me here? And then the professor who was talking and talking and talking stops right then. About five seconds later, stops and says, oh, wait a minute are there any graduating seniors here? And we all raised our hands that were going, said, oh, you can leave. And there I was, delivered from the Delilah. (laughs) (laughs) And man, the ekbasis, the way opened, and I walked straight back to my new wife's arms and our home and was so glad that the temptation, when it really wasn't a strong one anyway, but the door opened. God can do that for you. Why well, I've fallen into the same pit so many times. I've made the same mistake. I've done this. I've done that. Lord, lead me not into temptation. And the next prayer: deliver us from evil. Every day, the Greek also could be rendered, deliver us from the evil one. Imagine every day putting on that spiritual armor that it talks about there, embracing truth and righteousness and peace and so on. And Lord, deliver me from the evil one today. And Especially dads who are here. You've got to have a good, clean walk, a clear conscience. You've got to be avoiding temptation so you can be that example for your family. Important for all of us. One of the things you'll notice about the Apostle Paul, three, four, five times, he's the only one that talks about this. He says, I have a perfectly clear conscience. Remember that? He said the next 23 to Ananias, I have a, I've lived with a perfectly clear conscience to this day before God. And Ananias, Ananias says to the soldier, Smack him in the mouth. No one likes to hear about a clean conscience because so few of us have them. But see, when you pray like this, you know, it's interesting. God can keep you out of trouble as easy as get you out of trouble. And when you pray this, what happens is he keeps you out of trouble. Lord, lead me around temptation. Show me how to deal with temptation. Deliver me from evil. And how do we end? Praise. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I oftentimes say to the Lord at this point, You are the only game in town. You're the only thing that interests me. In the ultimate sense, of course, my family, my kids, grandkids, I have six and a half of them. I love them. But the point is, God is the only game in town. How precious He is. How how mighty He is. I just finished reading the 20 different attributes of God by Mm -hmm. A.W. Tozer and just got myself a little bit bigger view of God. I think God sent me here today t- to help you with your prayer life. You may already be just doing great, or you may be the kind of person that's always so busy, all you can do is give God, God a peck on the cheek and then head out into the day. And some people say when it comes to prayer, well, I don't know what to say. And, you know, if, if, you, if you told me to, to Jeff to pray for like a half hour, I wouldn't know what to do. Well, see, now you know. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's praise. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's submission. Give us this day our daily bread. Provision. Forgive us our debts as we forgive everyone who's hurt us. Confession. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. You get the picture. So, how many of you have the Lord's Prayer memorized already? Can I see your hands? So, most of you will have those six signposts already there. And you're able to sit down. See, you can, if you're a fast talker, you could run through this in five minutes. If you're a slow talker, you have a lot of time, you can easily have this take an hour but the point is you will always know how to start and how to stop that makes sense i had a mentor years ago that was just he always said have a quiet time have a quiet time have a quiet time they called him quiet time gruen his last name was gruen quiet time gruen he drilled us into us But see, what happens when you pray like this is you stay connected to God easier through the day. Thinking of God on the lunch hour. Thinking of God on the drive time. Thinking of God when your boss is talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I'm going to just pray through this myself. Just the way I do it. I'm going to have a little prayer meeting. 35, 40 years, this is how I've done it. And if I get tired of it, I just branch off and do something different. And then a year later, maybe I come back. But prayer and the Word and a sensitivity to the Spirit, you can live in California in 2023. And you can overcome. It's no accident that you live here where you are. It's no accident that you're in this church. It's no accident that you have the kids and the spouse and all the different things in your life. Those are not accidents. But for you being able to fulfill the will of God for your life, prayer is one of the things that will help. So you can bow your head and you can follow me how I go through it. And it's just so you'll absolutely know one way to pray i will always know. So I'm going to forget about you. Heavenly Father, how I love you today. You have ever been my help, my friend, my king, my God, the lover of my soul, the one who was patient when I stumble, the one who has guided me so many times when I had no idea whether to go right or left or straight. I hallow your name today. I thank you, Lord, for the righteousness and the sanctification and the peace and the friendship and the provision and the life and the joy. I thank you for what you've given me. I cannot imagine if I had not followed you, Lord, where I'd be today. You mean everything to me, Lord. You mean it all to me. So, Lord, please, not my will but yours. Not my kingdom but yours. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in me today. Lord, I've been doing this a long time. That means nothing unless you energize me and you guide me and you correct me and you lead me. Let your kingdom come today in me and your will be done today in me as I soon retire. Guide me, Lord, into this new phase of my life and ministry. Let your kingdom come in Denise. Let your will be done in Denise as it's done in heaven. Thank you for the miracle that you did about a year ago. And Lord, in all the different things that she does in our church in counseling and raising our kids, Lord, please let your anointing continue and rest upon her, Lord. Be with Chris and Liz, Anthony, Carolyn, George and Lauren, Pablo and Meredith. Be with my daughters and the sons-in-law. Thank you for Charlotte and Adrian and Allison and Lucy, Brielle and Nathan and baby Luca who will be born next month. I call down your kingdom into my family. Let every one of us walk with you, Lord, and let the circle be unbroken in heaven. We pray for this church. Air, we pray, Lord, for uh, Jared and Angela. And we pray, Lord, for all the volunteers. And we're asking, Lord, that you would move mightily in this church. We ask you to do new and amazing things in this church. We thank you for all the solid foundation that's here. And, Lord, for whatever is next, would there be a revival and a harvest and a blessing in this church. And for our nation, Lord, I in I'm ashamed when I look at what happens in the Supreme Court and the Congress and the courts and in the White House so much. But Lord, I'll never, never, never stop praying according to First Timothy 2. Lord, raise up righteousness, put down wickedness, put your dear hand upon this nation and guide us in the way we should go. And Lord, in judgment, remember mercy. Have mercy upon us, Lord. And I pray you'd give me this day my daily bread. You know exactly what's up ahead of me. You know exactly what I need. And Lord, as I am a happy tither and a giver, as I'm a happy steward of my finances, Lord, I pray that you'd get me completely out of the little remaining debt. And Lord, that you'd fill me now with that generosity Lord, I'm, I, I could be specific, but I think I'm going to move on. Forgive me my debts. I may look good on the outside, Lord, but I have those areas inside which I would not be happy if everyone could see. And I ask you to forgive me. I confess my sins. Cleanse me today. Cleanse me, Lord, of all sin and everything that stands in the way of my putting yesterday behind me. And I forgive and release from my judgment, from my grip, anyone and everyone. Now, back as far as I can think, I release them, I forgive them, and having done that, I ask you to bless them. And you take care of, Lord, whatever their needs might be. And today, Lord, I'm not immune from temptation. How many people, Denise and I, can think of ministers that we've known that have crashed and burned in moral impurity, people that we were very close to and in embezzlement and all kinds of things. Lead me not into temptation. Lead me around temptation. Give me, Lord, the way through all temptations that I might live free in my conscience, clear and passionate for you. Lead me not into temptation. Lord, I put on that spiritual armor of truth and righteousness and peace and faith and the word of God. And Lord, I want you to know your kingdom, your power, your glory, that's what I'm interested in. That's what makes my heart beat and get out of bed in the morning. Your kingdom, your power, and your glory. And Lord, how I look forward to that day of leaving my body entering Your very presence and walking and worshiping with You. I just love You today, Lord. You've been so good and so merciful to me in all my ignorance. And I'm just pleased to be able to call You my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now see, that didn't hurt a bit, right? It's so easy To spend time with God. It's just starting and then stopping. Creating that time, all I know is if I don't do it early, I don't do it. But some people are night owls and they like to pray at night. I fall asleep at night. But I want all of you to have that rich and, and, and notice that Jesus made it very, very clear, uh, clear and quick so that even if you, all you had to do was pray those 65 words, it's not too bad. I don't think I'm going to make you practice. I think i will probably embarrass you. So let's just have the worship team come up. And we... Do you sense the presence of God here? Yeah. So we have this time at the communion table to just love on Christ, to remember His broken body and His shed blood. We have that time to just have that loving moment with Him, which can then lead right into the day, right into the rest of what we do on this Sunday, on this Lord's Day. I used to be a real person that just only liked Sundays You know what, now I like every day, because every day is kind of the same for me. I enter every day the same exact way, whether it's Sunday or Saturday or Tuesday. I pray through the Lord's Prayer. The Lord, seal the fruit now of what we've heard today. Guide us into the place of prayer daily. And show us by word of wisdom, Lord, where to carve out that time. And like for me today when I got interrupted at step four or five, I just finished later in the day. Lead us now and guide us as we exalt Christ in worship and in the communion table.